There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. All right, all right, all right. Thank you for that beautiful introduction in Spanish as well as English and English as well as Spanish. My beautiful fiance, Kristen and Emofu. Hello, everyone. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Welcome to a special show. Welcome to a special series that I'm going to be putting out. I'm going to be uh, touching on some very sensitive, a very sensitive topic, and the topic will be about PJ Vax, which I, which is the vaccine. And uh, today, without any further ado, I'm going to get right into this because I'm, uh, I'm going to have a special audio guest, not here in my studio, but I will be playing a, uh, a, a video uh, from Epic TV. Epic TV, a subscription that I subscribe to of what they're going to be doing. Uh, the guy's name, Joe Kelly, he will be uh, interviewing Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I had an audio uh, interview with him before. And if for the ones that do not do not know who Robert F. Kennedy is, he's also the founder of CHD Children's Health Defense, a very outstanding program that uh takes up for the children and speak up for environmentalists and speaks up against the vaccines and all the other negativity that's going on around the children and others as well. So I'm doing a series. I'm trying to get all the information. It's kind of like an expose for my listeners to know that to hear the other side of the vaccine, which I call PJ Vax. Remember, when I say PJ Vax, I'm talking about the vaccine. And it might not be because I'm talking about COVID-19 all the time, but in general, the vaccines in general. So what I'm going to do right now, if you didn't hear my uh, podcast yesterday and my introduction to what I'm going to be doing, please, I recommend you to go back and check that out. But for now, I want you to listen to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is the son of Robert F. Kennedy Sr., which was assassinated, which is the brother of John. F. Kennedy, who also assassinated Robert F. Kennedy, is the son of Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and he's also the founder of uh, Children's Health Defense, another uh, subscription and newsletter that I subscribe to, and I get a lot of my information from. So, without further ado, Robert F. Kennedy is going to be is uh, going to be breaking down the the dark secrets of the childhood immunization, and the reason I'm doing this, I want you to hear it from people that investigated that know more about this stuff than I do. So you won't think I'm just making up stuff and everything. There is another side to 
vaccines in general, not just the COVID-19 vaccines, but vaccines in general. And I think it's only fair to the people of the USA and the world to know the other side of the vaccines. But this is specifically for the listeners that listen to my podcast, Body of Christ Real Talk. This is no spin. This is straight up real talk on the other side of the vaccine. So without any further ado, let's get into Robert F. Kennedy, and he's going to be breaking down a little of the history, and this is just one of the part one series that I will be getting into, then I will have other audio, um, video audios or other speakers as well, really getting down and breaking down about this. You do not want to miss this. This is very important information, and I will tell you how you can get this information yourself at the end of the interview. So let's get into this. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a blessed day. Enjoy. That is by carrying water for the pharmaceutical industry. Today I sit down with Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the founder and chief legal counsel of Children's Health Defense and author of The Real Anthony Fauci. In this comprehensive two-part interview, he shares his journey from environmental activist to a fierce critic of the vaccine approval process in America. Not a single vaccine on the childhood immunization schedule has been tested against a true placebo, he argues. How did we get to where we are today? How is it that the Bill of Rights was essentially suspended during the pandemic? And what role did government agencies play in all of this? What is the CIA doing in a pandemic simulation? They're not a a public health agency. This is American Thought Leaders, and I'm Yanya Kjellik. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., such a pleasure to have you on American Thought Leaders. Thank you for having me. You wrote The Real Anthony Fauci, and which I started listening to as an audiobook, and it's actually 27 hours. This is quite the opus. I apologize. It's a remarkable book, and it's actually much more than just about Dr. Anthony Fauci, but about the whole development of what's been dubbed the biopharmaceutical industrial complex. In the subtitle, you describe a global war on democracy and public health, and you chart that as well. Tell me a little bit about the genesis of this, you know, expansive tome. I was in a unique position because I spent almost 40 years as an environmental advocate, and I had seen and written about extensively and litigated on this issue of agency capture, which is um, the product of a a, a kind of a a conspiracy of mechanisms or panoply of mechanisms by which uh, regulatory agencies become captured by the industries that they're supposed to regulate. And instead of continuing to to protect public health or financial integrity or um, or the environment or whatever, uh, they become sock puppets for the industry that they're supposed to regulate. And when I began uh, litigating and advocating on the vaccine issue in 2005, uh, I was immediately dumbstruck by the not only the level of agency capture within the public health agencies, but the financial entanglements, which were unprecedented in other agencies, uh, that basically put 
agency capture on steroids. For example, FDA receives 75% of its uh, drug uh, approval budget from the pharmaceutical industry, about almost 45% of its total budget comes from the pharmaceutical industry. NIH, not only NIH as an agency, but individual scientists within NIH are allowed to patent drugs that they work on and then, you know, turn over to the pharmaceutical industry and collect royalties on them. So those scientists over the past decade or so have collected some $300 million in, in royalties. So you have scientists who are supposed to be regulators um, who are actually making money on the product that they're supposed to be regulating and they're paying their mortgage, they're paying you know, their children's tuitions, they're buying boats or whatever they're doing and financing their retirement. Now, this video is 47 minutes long. I'm going to tell you how to listen to the whole video. I don't know if I'm going to play the whole video because I'll be, I will be coming in and out. And I don't want to do that, but just in case somebody don't understand uh, or don't hear the audio as well, because it is an audio on video or video on audio, just in case you don't understand it well, some things I will be breaking down. But, uh, Hopefully, you will get something out of this. If you just want to see the full interview on video yourself, I will tell you how to get it and how to, you know, the uh, to hear this uh, interview by uh, Robert F. Kennedy. It's, it's worth hearing. It's worth listening to because it will educate you on educate you on the other side of the PJ Vax or the other sides of the vaccine, you know. So I want you to listen to it as much as, as you can, and then I'm going to elaborate myself. But I will try to get as much, uh, much out of it as uh, much out of it as I can to my listeners. But also, when it start getting maybe into a new commercial or something, I you know not as much interest interest because I want to stay on the context. I want to stay on the context, you know, so he might talk about how he started and stuff like that. I don't want to bore you out. It's very interesting itself, it, that story itself, but I might speed it up so we can get it right into the meat of the thing. There's two parts to this, I believe, two parts to this interview. So you're not going to get the full interview from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. about the history and the dark side of the immunization shots, you know, what's going on now, okay? So let's get back into this. I just want to let you know that. So if I just try to come, if I interrupt, it's not because, you know, I'm not, I want you to hear me. It's just I would try to elaborate uh, something that I think that you need to hear it in a layman turn, okay? God bless. based upon products that they're supposed to be looking for problems with. And so there's an incentive for them not to find problems with those products, but rather to push them out and to, um, uh, to expand their reach. And they end up, you know, the regulatory function of these agencies becomes subsumed by the mercantile ambitions of the pharmaceutical companies that they regulate. Uh, to give you another example, the CDC has a $12 billion annual budget. Uh, about almost $5 billion of that goes to purchasing vaccines 
in kind of uh, secretive sweetheart deals with the big vaccine companies and then compelling or persuading large numbers of people to take those vaccines, mainly children. So 74 million children that CDC essentially has the power to mandate that they take vaccines. So there are many of them receive uh, restrictions about it, attending the school and exercising other kind of rights. Um, so the, the metrics at that agency, if you want a promotion or if you want a salary increase, you don't get that by finding a problem with a vaccine. You get that by showing that you've contributed to the expanded coverage of vaccine use. And it's a perverse incentive for a regulatory agency because it really makes you an arm of the industry rather than, you know, a functioning regulatory agency that's, that's protecting public health. And Anthony Fauci was really the embodiment of that really institutional and systemic corruption. If you look at NIH, there are, or FDA, um, there are many famous scientists like Frankie Kelsey at, uh, at FDA, who was the woman who blocked thalidomide from coming to the United States when it was devastating European children. Uh, Bernice Eddy at NIH, who discovered that there was a, a carcinogenic virus called SV40 in 98 million polio vaccines and tried to raise the alarm about that. And uh, John Anthony Morris had realized that the flu vaccine was actually counterproductive. It was making people more likely to get flu-related infections and, uh, and uh, other respiratory infections. And it was also causing Aves of neurological in injuries. And when they, when Bernice Eddy, when Kelsey, when Frankie Kelsey and, um, and Morris reported those problems, instead of being given medals, they were punished. Their careers were essentially ended. Oh, if you want to function, if you want to flourish at NIH or any of these regulatory agencies, the way to do that is by carrying water for the pharmaceutical industry. And the reason that Anthony Fauci has lasted for 50 years is not because he's done a good job at protecting public health. It's he's done a good job at protecting industry profits. If you look at public health during that 50-year term, uh, when he came into office, about 6% of Americans had chronic disease. And by chronic disease, I mean not only obesity, but neurological diseases, allergic diseases, and uh, autoimmune diseases, 6%. And by 1986, he came in in 68. By 1986, 11.8% uh, of Americans had chronic disease, of children had chronic disease. And by 2006, that number had risen to 64%. So that's his track record, you know. And what he claims is, that he's protecting Americans from chronic, from infectious disease. But he rarely talks about the impact of chronic disease, which is much more devastating than infectious disease. And then the question is, how the vaccine... Wow, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. If, uh, when Dr. Fauci 
came in, which was, uh, I think he said, in 1968. I was four years old in 1968. Before I get started, you might hear a lot of noise in the background. I apologize for that because I'm in an area where the heater goes on and off, on and off. So you might hear a sound, that aggravated sound, because I'm not in an area that's very quiet. So I apologize for that. But going back to what I, I'm saying, that's very interesting. That touched me. When Dr. Fauci came in 1968, and he took over the NIH, there was only a 6% showing in different uh, problems that kids had with allergies and, you know, I guess with the, all that other stuff that, you know, they have shots for now for immunizations. It was very low, whether it was measles, mumps, or autism or anything like that. I'm just throwing this out there the way I'm understanding it. It was about 6%. It wasn't high at all. Matter, matter of fact, it was going down. But check this out. But what he said, when Fauci took over, everything you know, the medicines they start creating, all those uh, comorbidities and all those things start going up. It start increasing all the way, I think he said, to 2008 or something like that. I'm not sure. But it has, well, in other words, when Fauci came in, the germs and the disease went up higher. It went up higher. It was pretty low before Dr. Fauci came in in 1968. But when he stepped in, everything went up higher for different problems and different symptoms with the children, you know, during that immunization time. So therefore, when the immunization shot was first administered in the schools to the children, the germs and the somewhat diseases is already going down. I mentioned this before because they they, they done better with the sanitary reasons and they done be, better with the cleaning, the hand washing and the, uh, the sanitizing award and stuff like that. So a lot of those diseases, measles, mumps, and, you know, polio and all that other stuff was going down. When, uh, when Fauci came in and they started pushing out the vaccines, everything started going up. Now, he did not say that, but all this got, it goes together hand in hand. So I wanted to throw that out there because that's very interesting. I didn't know that about Dr. Fauci, you know, and also what's very interesting about Dr. Fauci, he's been what he was with the before he retired. He's with the NIH over 50 years, 50 years with the NIH. That's the National uh, Institution of Health. The acronym is NIH. And he wasn't praised because of his scientific genius or nothing like that. He was praised because he kept that institution safe. He protected them from liabilities and somewhat, you know, somewhat like that. Let me let Robert Kennedy explain a little bit more. But in other words, Dr. Fauci didn't get where he was going because of his so-called, his great scientific discoveries. He was just like a protector. He was just like, you know, protecting a vaccine because, like he was saying, in order for you to grow and to get rank in a pharmaceutical, all you have to do is be their water boy. You protect their medicines. You protect their vaccines. You keep a lot of negativity away from their vaccines or the uh, any vaccine issues that's not good. In other words, you protect them by keeping, you know, keeping that negativity, et cetera, and stuff away from that bad publicity or whatever like that. So you have to be a water boy. You have to suck up. You have to protect them. You don't have to be so much of a genius, but as long as you were just uh, 
a suck up person, a water boy or whatever like that, you know, a treat baby, not a treat baby, but someone that's going to protect their interests. That's the, that was, that's the important thing that made Dr. Fauci so important, not to say scientific genius. Very interesting. Let's get back to this. The vaccine, the vaccine schedule during that period went from the three vaccines that I took when I was a kid and I was fully compliant to 72 doses that are mandated today of 16 vaccines. And the question is, has that made Americans healthier? In 2000, CDC did a study with the Johns Hopkins University. The principal author of it is called Geyer, G-U-I-E-R. And they looked at this question, did vaccines have anything to do with the decline in mortalities from infectious diseases with this momentous decline, about a 70 or 80 percent decline in mortality from infectious diseases between 1900 and the present? And the question is, did vaccines have anything to do with that? And the CDC study found that the vaccines had almost nothing to do with it. Instead of uh, uh, physicians and scientists who were responsible for that reduction, it had been engineers. It was uh, greater sanitation, uh, the roads that brought food like oranges and citrus to you know northern cities, uh, better nutrition, uh, better uh, sewage treatment plant and uh, chlorination of water and, and a number of other kind of engineering advances that were really responsible for the decline in deaths and mortalities from infectious disease. And now that doesn't mean that vaccines did not reduce the occurrence of infectious disease. A measles vaccine can stop you from getting measles, at least when you're a child. Um, but is it making you healthier? Isn't making you more likely to live a long and healthy life? And that question is a, a question that Anthony Fauci has never answered. But there's a lot of evidence that um, that that vaccine is not likely to give you an extended life. And- Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today, and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org slash walk. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In fact, it's likely to shorten your life and make it less enriching and you a less effective human being. So what you're describing here stands in the face of, I guess, what everybody's supposed to know, that vaccines in general, you know, save two, I think it's two to three million lives a year is what's typically said. And then, of course, there's the question of, 
you know, these new gene- genetic vaccine products? How do they fit into the picture? Yeah, well, let me answer your first question first. There's a lot of claims about vaccines and how many, how many lives they've saved. There is very, very little science to support that. And I'll give you an example. Vaccines themselves are exempt from pre-licensing, pre-licensure safety testing. So vaccines are not tested for safety against placebos in any kind of, you know, uh, uh, functioning trial prior to being approved. And the reason for that is because vaccines are regulated differently than other medicines. Vaccines were, um, it, it really has to do with the legacy, CDC's legacy as the public health service, the public, the United States Public Health Service is a military organization. It's one of the five uniform military services, and it's the predecessor of CDC. The public health service originally launched the vaccine program as a national security defense against biological attacks on our country. So they wanted to make sure that if the Russians attacked Americans with America with anthrax or some other biological or pathogenic weapon that we could quickly formulate a vaccine and deploy it to 200 million American civilians without any regulatory impediments. And, um, and they, they originally said, well, if we call it a medicine, we're going to have to do a placebo controlled trial. And those take five years. Why do they take five years? (laughs) Because, Many of the injuries that come from vaccines, like all medicines, are long-term injuries. And you may say, well, the vaccine prevented the infection, but then you don't count the cancers and the neurological disorders, the uh, ADD, ADHD, the autoimmune diseases that pop up five years from now. So you need long-term studies. But they didn't want to do those because they felt there was an urgency to deploy them quickly. And so they they said, if we call it a medicine, we're going to have to do a long-term study. So instead, we'll call it a biologic, and we'll make biologics immune, uh, exempt from long-term safety studies. So none of the vaccines, the 72 doses of vaccines that are currently mandated for children have ever been tested in a pre-licensing safety study against a placebo, against a true placebo. And I said that for many, many years. And in and Tony Fauci was publicly saying I was not, I was inaccurate. That was vaccine misinformation. So we sued them, me and Aaron Seary, who's one of my colleagues, who's an attorney, and after a year of stonewalling us on that lawsuit, we said, show us one uh, placebo-controlled study for any vaccine. And after a year of stonewalling and sandbagging us, they acknowledged on the courthouse steps that there were none, and they put that in writing. <laughs> so we have, that, we have that writing posted on CHD's website. Now, here's the example, and this is what I worry about. The Bill Gates for many years and WHO have pushed children to receive DTP vaccine, diphtheria, tetanus, and pertussis. It is the most popular vaccine in the world because of their efforts, because of Bill Gates' efforts. And he went in 2016 to the Danish government with this vaccine. You should give us money. Incidentally, 
We withdrew that vaccine in the 1980s in this country because it was killing so many children. It was causing brain damage, according to to NIH study that was done by UCLA. So that we ended it in the United States. We replaced it with a DTaP vaccine, the attenuated version, which is safer but less effective. They did the same thing in Europe, but while it was essentially banned for white children across the world, the Bill Gates and WHO were giving it to African and Asian children. And so the Danish government said, knowing this, that they were not using this vaccine in Denmark, said, can you show us a study that shows this is actually saving lives? Bill Gates was unable to do that. So the Danish government said, we're going to do this study. And they went to Africa, and the Danes have these extensive, uh, very, very good clinics across Western Africa. And they had 30 years of vaccination records. And what they found, they brought in the best scientists in the world, Peter A.A.B., who's one of, kind of a deity of African vaccine program, and Sigrid Morgenstern and a number of other very, very famous, highly respected pro-vaccination scientists. And they did a study looking at 30 years of records. What they found was that children, that girls who had received that vaccine were 10 times more likely to die than unvaccinated children. And they were dying not of things that anybody had ever associated with the vaccine. They were dying of, they were protected incidentally against diphtheria, tetanus, and pertussis, which were the target pathogens. But they were dying of anemia and bilharzia and malaria and dysentery and pulmonary respiratory issues like pneumonia. And nobody had ever connected the dots. And it was not until these Danish scientists came in and actually looked at the data over 30 years that they realized, holy cow, this vaccine is killing more people than diphtheria, tetanus, and pertussis did prior to the introduction of the vaccine. And so that's the danger, is that you could have a vaccine for 30 or 40 years and nobody actually notices that the kids who are taking it are worse off from a health perspective because you have never done the placebo-controlled trials, and that is a big problem, and it's a problem that's endemic to the whole field of vaccinology. They never do that trial. I mean, it, it strains credulity, right, that such such an obvious type of test wouldn't be done. Right. Because you always you there is safety information on every vaccine and the insert and so forth. And we hear that it takes, you know, 10 years to develop a vaccine. And, you know, as uh, uh, Joe Ladipo, whose book you have up here, I noticed, uh, writes in, in that book, the way that vaccines are taught uh, to medical students is with a kind of reverence. It's almost like, you know, have, being in the midst of the COVID pandemic and looking at the response to it that has caused a whole lot of us to start looking more deeply at these things, some of these things that you've been looking at for a lot longer. Medical students are taught very briefly about vaccines. I mean, Meryl Nass told me that she had uh, in medical school less than an hour about vaccines, and it was all about how to administer them and the timing of administering them. Uh, there was no mention of vaccine injuries or how to recognize vaccine injuries or that we ought to be looking for vaccine injuries and that you need to report vaccine injuries, that that was never taught. Well, if you look at a vaccine insert, 
um, it could have, for example, if the MMR vaccine probably has 60 or 70 listed injuries. I, you know, I actually at one point because of a lawsuit had to go through all of the vaccine inserts for the mandatory vaccines for the recommended, which means mandatory vaccines uh, that are now given to children between births and 18 years old. And there were 420 listed side effects, including deaths and paralysis and, you know, brain damage and even autism is listed. Now, that is the one place where they tell the truth, the vaccine companies, because the 1986 Act, the Vaccine Act, which made it illegal to sue a vaccine company for negligence. So today the law is that if you, no matter how grievously injured you are, no matter how reckless the conduct, no matter how negligent the conduct, you cannot sue that company. The one place that you can sue them is if they knew about an injury and they failed to list it on their manufacturer's inserts. So the manufacturer's inserts, they actually put, you know, they tell the truth there. And by the way, one of the things the industry likes to say is, oh, well, we just throw everything in the kitchen sink onto there to protect us from liability. But that's not true. The federal law says that they're not allowed to put to list a vaccine injury on that manufacturer's insert unless FDA makes a determination that the vaccine is the probable cause of that injury. Oh, you have all these really atrocious industry injuries that the doctors, most doctors never read, and they certainly don't read them to the patients before giving them the vaccine. The doctors basically are told that these are miracle technologies that they've saved millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of lives. And there is no science that supports that. There just simply is no science that supports that. And uh, um, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And there is a lot of science that supports the fact, the, the supposition that most of these vaccines, not all of them, but most of them are causing more injuries and deaths than they are averting. Before we continue, I want to kind of chart a little bit about how you got to where you are today, where this is your kind of your main issue, it's, it would seem. Because once upon a time, your main issue was environmental pollution. 
Okay, so that's about, let me see, 21 minutes or 47 minutes of this interview. I'm not going to play the whole interview. I'm going to give you a chance to uh, to check out the whole video yourself. And I'm a, I can't send you a link. Uh, I can do a friend request, but I have to do a lot of friend requests if you request this interview because there's a lot of dynamite in this interview. Now... If you have a hard time understanding Robert Kennedy, Robert Kennedy has some type of disease or something he had in his throat. So this guy might sound old. He's not old. He's probably just as close, a little few years older than me, maybe 60 or younger. I don't know. But he has some type of ailment or something happened to his throat and his vocal cords. He had an interview with that uh, with that situation, about that situation before. So it's not an old man you're listening to. It's Robert Kennedy. He's not old. He just has a, 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 a ailment or some type of what uh, some type of a disease or some type of something that happened with his vocal cords. I'm not going to call it a disease, but that's why he sound like he sound and you might have a hard time understanding. But this is one of several reasons why I'm anti-vax. This is one of several reasons why I'm anti-vax because of stuff like this I have found out about. Because stuff like this that I researched or, or the researchers sent to me from Substacks and newsletters, Children's Health Defense, Epic TV and stuff like that, or Epic News, which uh, this interview is taking place with Robert Kennedy. These are one of the several reasons why I am anti-vaccine, and I'm just speaking for myself. And... This is another reason why I want to educate people, send this type of education, uh, this type of literature, this type of information so people can find out what's going on with the other side of the vaccine. This, this, this is that I call it an awareness. You need to know. Now, I hope you got something out of there. You, I, I, some talking points that I got out of this and I knew about. But that's why I like to uh, let someone that can explain it in a very scientific term better than me, because I just can't, you know. But <clears throat> the immunization shots, when he was talking about, I, I, I mentioned this on my next podcast as well, when he was younger, or if we're about the same age, remember, it was just a minimum, what, what three shots, according to Robert F. Kennedy. I don't know how many shots you all got when you was young, because I don't know your age or who you are, nothing like that, unless you comment and let me know. But uh, the immunization shots jumped from three shots, three different type of shots, all the way until today, which is 2023, 2023 rather, to close to 72 shots of 16 different shots, 72 shots from 16 different shots from measles, mumps, you know, all that kind of stuff, jazz and stuff like that, that I don't know the whole name of them. I'm going to look that up one day, what kids get today. And that's the sad thing about it. Not only do I know all the shots they get, I'm sure a lot of parents don't even know all the shots they get unless they have a list and they pay attention to it. But I kind of wonder how many parents look at that list of the type of shots that their children are getting from infancy to elementary, to mid-school and all that stuff. Do parents really know how many shots and what shots are their kids getting? 
now. I'm not going to say uh, a lot of all the parents don't. Some parents probably know how many shots they kids get from all the way up to teenager, but I believe the majority of them does do not because they don't question it and they just believe the uh, the health system of schools and the government. But what Robert Kennedy just said, and I have mentioned this before, the immunization shots that the kids get today and even ever since the immunization shots have been out, they never had a placebo test. They never have been tested. And the reason being, according to Robert Kennedy, they have, have, have never had been tested because these doctors and scientists did not want to put into time to put in a placebo test when he said it, which he said it takes about five years. That's too much time for them. They had to really, they felt just like they need to push it out, just like they've done the COVID-19 vaccine. They need to push it out. So therefore, they didn't have a full-fledged placebo test. That just means test how good it is. That's how you test the benefits from the, uh, that's how you test the benefit of a medicine against the dangers and the risk and the cause. Through tests. That's any type of medicine. I don't care if it's Tylenol. You have to go through there uh, by law. You have to go through a placebo test. But he said the vaccines are different. I don't know if a lot of a lot of other medicines would have got away with that. But it's something about the vaccines. This is what I'm looking at. There's something about the vaccines. They have never went through a placebo test. Did you know that? So therefore, the stuff that's been been put in us. You know, when we was younger, and I don't remember, and other, you know, your kids today, still today, have never went through a placebo test. So, therefore, when a child starts developing autisms and, you know, Ebola or measles and all kind of defects and everything, you know, stuff like that, you, nobody and parents never really knew where that was coming from. They just thought it was maybe something else or something in the water, some type of germ. You know what we was doing, man, why kids get sick? Why a lot of kids come out to form? Why a lot of kids come out with, you know, Down syndrome? I'm not blaming everything on the vaccine, don't get me wrong, but my point is you had no way of finding out if it was from the vaccine because it was never a placebo test. You know what I'm saying? That was never a test. So you wouldn't have never knew. So years and years and years, you could have something or something happening to your child and you had no idea that it was coming from the vaccine. Now, a lot of that have to do with because we took the word of our health system, whether it's school or pharmaceuticals or the government. So therefore, like he said, we didn't put two and two together. We never connected the dots. Our parents was ignorant of it, so they never connected the dots. Why come kids are still getting so sick? You go to daycares, kids are sick. Their nose are running. They passing colds and stuff around. We looked at it as normal. Yes, it is normal. Kids need to get dirty. They need to go through the viruses. I understand that. But a lot of the autisms and the mumps and the Down syndrome and stuff like that, it was looked at. We never questioned why kids like that. I remember I made a statement about what what makes a, what started these waterhead kids, these kids with these large big heads. I'm not saying it's the vaccine. Listen to me carefully. But I cannot say it wasn't because of the vaccine either. Why? The reason I say it, we would never know because it was never a test. If they would have tested like they supposed, 
still have tested like they do other medicines, there was, there was a chance, a very big chance, they would have just said, okay, we cannot pull these. We can't get those out there because it's the, uh, the risk outweighs the benefits. That's very important. The risk outweighs the benefits. So Robert F. Kennedy is breaking down and everything when they was talking about, you know, millions and millions, like I said before, was have been saved with these vaccines. They have no type of data to back that up. When he say he, he confronted Dr. Fauci and Dr. Fauci, the one that got this AIDS thing all tore up HIV, Dr. Fauci was part of that. That's another story. I'm not going to get into that. But he always been one of their water boys. You know, bringing out all this stuff. A lot of kids got worse. Listen to me closer, closely, since the push of the vaccines. They got worse. So when they say 10 millions and millions and millions of kids and children was protected and saved by the vaccines, they never had any data proof. How could they have data proof if, if they never tested and they never had a placebo test? It's just like when I mentioned evolution in my last podcast, it's just like when evolutionists, you know, say that the earth has been around millions and millions and millions and billions of years. They don't have no data. They're just throwing numbers out there. But they know people are not going to reach stuff, that people cannot unprove it. See, because most of the people that believe in evolution, they don't believe in the Bible. They don't believe in creation anyway. So they can put any type of number on anything. And you will never be able to research billions and billions of years because in their mind, they believe the earth earth was just formed from the Big Bang. See, they don't believe in creation. I'm talking about a real atheist, a real evolutionist, the Darwins, the Karl Marx and all them. So they can throw numbers. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's out there. Even though those numbers sound crazy, the ones that they have sold the Kool-Aid to and believe it, they just say the same thing. I go, I was working... Uh, doing a job in my security job, and I went to the uh, uh, the uh, one of the uh, museums of science downtown, and it was amazing the things I was looking at. I was looking at the stars, and I was looking at stuff like that, and I was amazed of God's creation. See, that's the way I look at it because I'm a creationist. I believe God created the heaven and the earth. I believe the earth is no older than six or seven thousand years because I'm a creationist. So I'm looking at the beauty and the creation of God, what He has made, you know. But when you start listening, reading the literature, and all them dates. 
you will see this was here since 20 billion, not millions. Listen to me closely. It's billions. It's usually always billions. 20 billions. The stars been around 50 billion. Those numbers never backed up with data. At least you can back up creation. But they, their data was never backed up. They just threw numbers out there because they're anti-God anyway. So, all right. So let's go. This is my, let's go to Big Pharma. Let's go to the vaccines. If their number one concern, I'm not saying all of them, I'm talking about the money grabbers. Now, the reason the money grabbers can throw data out there like that and just throw it out there is because their number one concern is not our health. Their number one concern is the kachin, kachin, money, profit. These for the these these are the donors. These are the ones that invest in it. Therefore, the dollar they got to make a dollar. Their number one concern is not health. So therefore, when a person's want to really do a placebo test, or certain scientists speak up against that and say we shouldn't do this, they wind up losing their job or they wind up disappearing because you're going against the grain. Doctor Fauci was there that long because he went along with the Kool-Aid. That's why Robert Kennedy called him the water boy. He protected that. See? He protected that. That's why he was there a long time. As long as you suck up and you go along with the status quo, you will stay a long career in Big Pharma as long as you become their water boy or water girl. That's why Robert Kennedy was saying something like that. I'm just putting it in the plain layman way. That's just in life. As long as you suck up and you become their uh, they little baby, become their little protector or and, you know, your life form, I'm just putting it straight out like that, you can be at a company a long time and make millions and millions of dollars in these companies. So that's how big farming is. So it's easy for them to just throw data and stuff like that and just push stuff. Why would you be allowed anyway to push a very unproven medicine out there without going through a test, without going through trials, without going through placebo tests, okay? Why are you allowed to do that? Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. CDC, ka-ching. FDA, ka-ching, ka-ching. What I mean by ka-ching, you know, money. Money. That money. So they was, when it came to the vaccine, they are able to bypass a very serious needed trial and placebo test and push the vaccine out. So therefore, the immunization shots back then, or even any vaccine all the way back, I think he said about the 1900s, never went through a full blasted placebo test. I ain't talking about mice and stuff like that. I'm talking about full-fledged on humans because it has to be tested on humans. They have trials and all kind of stuff where they try to get you and they will pay you such as that, 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 that. The vaccines have not. There's no D, there's no DNA and there's no proof that they save millions and millions of lives. Now, he said not all vaccines, but he said uh, m- most vaccines. See, he said something about the measles vaccine does slow down the measles, but only in children. Not when you're older. Remember the big measles and mumps things? Only in children. So when you got older and you was getting those shots, it didn't mean nothing. It never stopped the measles anyway. Many people got it anyway. But it slowed down the measles, you know, when you was a child. 
but it would ne- it was never made to save lives. Matter of fact, they still got sick. It was never it, uh, it wasn't good for your health. Let me just put it that way in a layman term. So any the, the immunization shots was never first of all tested placebably, according to Robert Kennedy. I have no reason not to doubt him. See, he does his research. I have no reason to doubt him. It was never tested. Nobody, including myself, because I never paid attention to this stuff. I just took science of what mom and dad said. We was all ignorant. We was all, we all, the most of us parents was hoodwinked and bamboozled. Never put two to two together why kids are still getting so sick. And they're supposed to be getting these super magical vaccines. Why kids are still getting sicker. And all kind of why kids are still getting autism. A lot of them believe because it was a defect in the birth. Now, some of that is true, but a lot of it is because of, I believe, the poking and the jab and the PJ Vax. But there's no way to prove it because there never been no test to prove that the vaccine causes autisms. The vaccines cause more polio. The vaccines cause more measles. The vaccine causes more colds. The vaccine causes more mumps. It was that cannot be proven. But mumps went up, measles went up, autisms got worse, cancer got worse, kids got sicker. You see what I'm saying? When the vaccines was pushed up all the way from the 1900s, even today, kids still get sicker. There's no data to prove. Listen closely. There's no data according to the study. There's no data to prove that the vaccine saved millions and millions of lives. Those just numbers, just like evolution. But there is plenty of proof that the vaccine allegedly caused a lot of damage in children and people. See, there's lots of proof of the damages caused, but there's no proof that the lives and how it protected or even slowed down the certain things that it's supposed to be protecting you from. You, you follow what I'm saying? That's one of the main reasons I am anti-vax. They're no good. There's no reason to be vaccinated. If we just done our God, get God, uh, what what did I say this? If we just listened and just ate right, all of us, including myself, guilty of that, washed our hands and right, exercised and done different things, drank clean water like they done then, we would not need no vaccine tuck vitamins like we used to. I remember Flintstones, we used to take that was little. I just tuck it. I, did, I, I couldn't stand the taste, but I liked the sweetness of it. But I didn't understand what vitamins was for. Vitamin D, vitamin C. I take vitamin D3 now. I take vitamin C. I, I got different type of vitamins that I, and I feel a lot of times I don't get sick a lot because I take vitamins. I just believe so. But my point is, Whenever there was a vaccine push, and this is not every vaccine, but it's enough vaccines to make me anti-vaccine. Talking about me, I'm not trying to put this on you, just me. Because the information I'm looking at, I have to look at the other side of anything. Now, you can go through Tylenols. People might say, oh, Joe, a lot of medicines are okay. Do your research on Tylenols. Do your research on different other medicines. 
do your research if you are you want to get all pick and stuff like that. See, all of them had a placebo test for them to get approved by the CDC or the FDA. Okay, but you look at it this way. You have a group of people, it seems to me, that's very concerned about your health. And the ones that's concerned about your health, these are the ones that's taking the stuff off the shelves and stopping it, like Johnson & Johnson, stuff like that. If a medicine is causing problems or even an automobile or if it's a defect or anything, you know what I'm talking about. They stop it or they, they, they call it a recall. You, you follow what I'm saying? They call it a recall. They pull it back. They call it a recall. Or medicines, cars, I don't care, umbrellas, shoes. If it's something that's a defect, they pull it quick so it won't hurt or harm nobody. You, you understand? I'm correct on that, that. You heard of recalls and stuff like that. You probably heard stories of recall. But when it comes to the vaccine and the damage they cause and the damage they allegedly cause have never been pulled back. And they push it more and more and more because in 1980, when Dr. Ronald Reagan signed that 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 type of bill, which is the most craziest thing I ever, I don't know what they, he was thinking about and who pushed him to do that, that you cannot sue the pharmaceutical company. So anytime you cannot be sued, now listen to me closely. Nobody can sue me. Just say, I, I can make anything now and push it out there, but you can't sue me. You can't sue. It's only one way that you can sue me, according to this law. The only way you can sue me, I can keep pushing something out, but you cannot personally sue me. They can set up a farm because it's been approved by the government or something like that. But if I keep making something, you and they already signed that law that you cannot sue the pharmaceutical company at all. The only way you can sue me that's in that clause. They put that there themselves. The only way you can sue me if I knew what I was putting out there was dangerous to you and they found out I knew about that. That's the only way you can sue me. That's that's what Robert Kennedy was saying with pharmaceuticals according to that law. I did not know that. That's what I'm finding out now. See, it's good to educate yourself. This is news to me. I just thought they couldn't be sued, period. But they can be sued if it's found out that they knew that there was some type of danger or some type of bad cause, you know, and uh, the product, then you can sue them. Now, you might say, wow, Joe. Okay, this is the other issue. If that's the case, they should have been pulled, the vaccines, immunization shot vaccines, all the other Gardasil vaccines and all those other crazy name vaccines and this, the COVID-19 vaccines should have been pulled off the shelf. Why? Because it's just they have been exposed that they knew the damage that these vaccines can cause because they already knew the data. Now, I'm talking about the COVID-19. They already had some data proving that the vaccine caused real bad adverse effects and stuff like that. So they are already in trouble because right now, to me, they're lying. They could be sued now because, and but you have to prove it, that they knew about it. That's the Panic. You really got to dig deep and prove that they knew about it. Now they do know about it. 
they knew they know about the surface. They know it's the, uh, about certain things. They a CDC admitted a lot of things they said, and they continued to push it. But what's going on? How come they're not being sued? They already broke their own law. I'm not getting this. They already broke their own law. Okay. They get away with a lot of things. Why? Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Politicians getting paid. Ka-ching. Judges getting paid. Ka-ching. Lawyers getting paid. Ka-ching. Health centers getting paid. Ka-ching. Doctors getting paid. Ka-ching. So everybody is covering up because of the money that's been poured in. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. I never seen it so prevalent like I seen today. That's why they should be under the jail. But when you got a super powerful big farmer, FBI, CIA, the president, politicians covering for them, the mainstream media. You feel like you're in a rock and a hard place. They broke so many laws already and continue to break them. But when you get all that power, all that money that's protecting them, that's why Bill Gates, all the damage he done in parts of Africa with those bad vaccines. When Robert Kennedy mentioned that, they didn't want, they didn't start off with the white kids. They couldn't do it in uh, Denmark and all over the white kids. So they started put, pushing, putting that stuff in colored kids, black kids, Asian kids, Latino kids, whatever like that. A lot of the black kids died. They stopped pushing it on them. That's why they're so up, upset now because a lot of the black people is not taking this stuff. They, they're trying to give black people marijuana. They're trying to push all kind of stuff on black people to compromise their own health, to take that PJ Vax, even today. But uh, I know and I heard a lot of black people remember the, the TB thing. They remember the tuberculosis thing. The black people was used in. And at times of Margaret Sager, when it came with abortion, they wanted to depopulate the blacks. They wanted to depopulate the Asians and the Latinos and stuff like that then. It still is today. Okay? But it's not working with the blacks. It's not working with the colored people a lot, especially the blacks. Okay, that's my layman term of breaking down what Robert Kennedy was saying, and I already knew about that. My point is, that's one of the several reasons why I'm anti-vax, if you really want to know. I'm not just anti-vaccine. Why would I be anti-vaccine if it was working? Why would I be anti-vaccine if it was a need for the vaccine? It was really slowing down, and it ain't got to be perfect. There's no medicine perfect. See, they got a certain number. I think the vaccine death is like one one of 800. There's a death. Now, that's enough for me. And it might sound small, but according to science, to have something pass, you know, one in 800, one of 1,000, they're supposed to pull it. According, if I'm saying this right, they're supposed to pull it. If it's one of 1,000 or one of 800 dying, or have some type of advert, adverse effects. I got to look more into this because I don't want to misquote nothing for them to pull it. In other words, at a certain percentage, because if you vaccinating, just say, over a million people, uh, five, two, six, whatever, just say millions of people, okay? 
and one in every 800 or whatever, it might die, whatever like that. According to what I'm getting from now, if that's considered that it's a problem, it's an issue. I don't understand those numbers real uh, well. Well, I think it's higher, but I don't understand those numbers. What I do understand is I know people are getting sick and I know people are dying and they're dropping dead. There's a lot of cardiac arrest going on. See, I, I, your eyes don't deceive you. That data is stacking up on VIRS. That's the vaccine, you know, information system. And all those, those, that's not only the United States, but it's, I'm talking about around the world. A lot of world, around the world got different stories of things that are happening to young people, falling dead, dropping dead. Not the older people, the younger people are having heart attacks. It's not only athletes. It's a lot of young people just dropping dead. Or they're dying, they don't wake up, they're dying in their sleep. Then you hear about the women having a lot of stillbirths. I guess those meaning babies dying in their stomach. Within the last two and a half or three years, it's jumped. I just got some information today from this same uh, news station, Epic Times, that it has been, listen closely, a 163% increase in life insurance death with young people. 163% within the last two years since the rollout. He wouldn't say that, but you can put two to two together since the rollout of PJ Vax. In other words, funeral homes are getting more crowded into some areas. Not every area, some areas. Life insurance company is paying off big time, you know, within the last few years. And check this out. They've done a study, and these people that uh, that's dying like this, it's none COVID virus is non-COVID. Has nothing to do with COVID. It's just mysteriously dying. Hmm. Non-COVID. That's very important. They have discovered it's non-COVID. See, this information I'm getting and I'm reading, you're not going to get it from the mainstream media. But that does not make it not true. They're going to ghost you. They're going to lie to you. They're going to tell you safe enough. You don't hardly, hardly hear them saying safe and effective no more. They can't say that no more because there's too much evidence. There's a lot going on. They can't keep saying safe and effective, but they can blame you for not exercising. You eating the wrong food. They even blaming people because they're exercising too much now. They're coming up with all kind of gaslighting now to protect PJ Vax, the little G, the little God, to protect PJ Vax. You follow what I'm saying? That's what makes me so angry. That's why I'm so anti-vax. That's why I speak up so strong against the vaccine. Because what I know now, what I'm, I just can't just say, oh, I'm not for vaccines and don't know nothing about it because I try to be fair. I was more like an agnostic thing, man. I was on offenses. I was in between because I didn't understand vaccine or the full purpose of vaccines. I'm just being honest, and a lot of you probably don't either. You might think you do because you only got the information what your doctors and your schools tell you, see, about safe and effective. You don't know about the other side. You don't know why your kids stay sick a lot. You don't know why your kids angry, so hyper, can't even be still. Oh, it's because they do too, eat too much sugar. Ain't because they do too much. It's always something the parents' fault. Why a kid is like they are. They never will say it's because of those immunization shots and vaccines. Parents is not stupid. They know how their child was acting before they start getting those shots. 
but a lot of them don't put two and two together because the school attorney, you got to get them off the sugar, you got to get them off this or whatever. Why? Because there is some truth in that. There is some truth in that, but you have to put two to two together. Just because a child eat a lot of sugar, man, that child shouldn't be running around and doing all that hopping and bumping just because of the sugar. His, his immune system is young. Yeah, I go talk. I'm not a doctor. I'm just using common sense. This is this is common sense. You start putting it together, man. Don't give her no more sugar. Don't give her no more that. Now you shouldn't. Now don't don't doubt. But believe me, I believe a lot of it ain't got nothing. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Defensive cyber operations is challenging and ever evolving. The threat landscape of today is diverse and everyone can be a target. Many agencies are forced to be reactionary in making decisions about their security architecture. Thundercat works with our customers to break this reactionary cycle and help make strategic architectural decisions in a focused and pragmatic way. To learn more about our unique cybersecurity offerings, visit thundercattech.com slash cyber. Do with, go do with sugar and what you've been giving them, unless it's what they put in it. But you never, not one time you ever thought about maybe it's the vaccine because it's things that start. If you put it together, you say, every start, every since you start getting those shots, or she start getting those shots. Some parents caught it and they just say, oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. My child was slurring in the mouth. He's mumbling, he's doing this. And some parents, I've seen interviews of parents saying, no, 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 my child wasn't like this until they got. PJ Vax. And this is not COVID-19 shot. This is just a vaccine shot. That other crazy vaccine that they had called Gardasol or something like that, that inspired the movie. Uh, that movie was that Vax. That inspired the movie. You got to check out the movie. It's very deep. It's sad, but it's deep and true. So vaccines always had, not mean this literally, always had a bad negative effect. And they cannot, they cannot be sued since they, they were signed by Reagan in 1980. That's why they cannot be sued unless they knew that there was some type of danger in it. And it, they, they know that it is already danger in it, but they are protected because vaccines, you know, bring in so much profit, so much money. Tell it just overrides the sincere people in the CDC. It overrides the sincere scientists in the FDA. They got the shit up. They can't speak up against it. If they do, they wind up uh, mysteriously getting fired, and then they lie and tell them why they got fired, because they went against the status quo. So when you got investors, when you got the Bill Gates, when you got the George Soros, you know, all them, and they pack so much money, you got big pharma making billions and billions, man, selling out, selling, putting ton, pumping the politicians with that, it's hard to fight against that. It takes the grace of God to wipe all this stuff out. And that's what it's going to take, I believe, to get it all cleaned up. That's what it's going to take. The grace of God. See, God, all is God. It's not blinding God's eyes. He knows who's the front runners are besides Satan, besides the devil, besides Satan, okay? So I'm glad, you know, I wouldn't know all this information if I didn't get, thank God for these people that are giving me, send me this information. Epic TV, 
if you want to see the full interview with Robert F. Kennedy and other interviews, they got so much stuff on here will blow your mind at what our government, not China, China is evil, yes, not Russia, Russia is evil, but here in America, what America is doing is so much information that a lot of you don't know about, okay? Epic TV, CHD, the Children's Health Defense, and the little small ones that I pay about $5 a month. But CHD TV is free. You can just subscribe to them. If they work, It's worth donating to them, though. And I'm going to donate to them again. I have before, but I'm going to donate to them again. But what you just heard now is from APOC TV. Look up APOC TV. You can look at a lot of their videos also on YouTube for free. You don't have to have to subscribe because they have so much YouTube, so much videos on YouTube. You know, Epic TV or Epic Times. Look up there. You can subscribe to their newspapers or their newsletter, whatever. But if you want some some unseen, you know, unfiltered that YouTube cannot block, you can only get it from them because YouTube will, a lot of times YouTube will block a lot of that stuff. But it's some. A lot of movies and a lot of documentaries that they have that they that you will have to subscribe to, and it's number one nine ten dollars a month a month. Some of you smoke and you spend more than a one more than that double times and triple times on cigarettes and drinking, but uh, that's not. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that, but even if you don't do that, you know, even if you don't do that, yeah, it's believers out there that drink. It's the believers out there that smoke. So don't act like you don't. You know, we all have certain struggles and certain things we do, okay? But my point is, take some of that money, take some of it. We shouldn't be doing that, you know, but my point is, t- think about it. What's more important? Take some of that that addiction stuff that we do and just put it in some education and just educate yourself on what's going on around you. So Epic TV, if you want to subscribe, it's about $9 or $10 a month. I pay about 9 a month. But you can get a lot of their stuff free on YouTube and their newsletters and all that is free. But that's the news for today for me. I don't look at mainstream media news. Epic TV is my news. No spin news what's going on, how news used to be. Thank God for these journalists. Some of them are Christians. Some of them are, belie- are believers. Real journalists. That they, that journal, How journalists used to be. They used to fight for the the, uh, information and real information. Epic TV, the Substacks that I, uh, 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 Mark Crispin Miller, Substacks, Steve Kirsch, the CHD, that's uh, founder Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Children's Health Defense, and there's many others that I subscribe to that I get uh, sometimes so much overwhelming. I, I can't talk about everything, but I, what I, a lot of them I already knew about, and they just repeat things and stuff like that. They kind of get me burnt out, but it's some information I would have never knew about if if it weren't for those guys. That's, and that's real talk. If it wasn't for those subscribers that, that I subscribe to that gives me this information, I wouldn't have the knowledge to speak up on these things and come to my own conclusion because I, I got both sides now. Now, if the benefit, <clears throat> and they lie, they say the benefit outweighs the risk or the effect or the cause. That's not true. When it comes to the vaccines, see, and that's what I—that's where I looked at it, the pros and the cons when it comes to the vaccine. Because what I see, I see the effect and the cause 
and the risk is more higher than the benefit. And that's a red flag with me. No, no. Now, it's not published because they protect it. Those things you can find yourself because it's public knowledge. It's public knowledge. You can find out these things yourself because you got to look at it this way. You got to think about if you have children, think about your children. Especially if they, if, if, if your wife, contrary to what this crazy stuff going on now, because men cannot have babies, just so they leave that alone. I'm talking about a real woman, a real woman having a baby, a woman, not a baby carrier like I want to be called. No, a woman. When your wife have a baby. It's by law for the CDC, for them to even start getting in daycares or school. They have to have their immunization shots. I think it still goes that way. They have to have their immunization shots. Now, as an adult, that's your choice because that's a child. They cannot make up their own minds. That child cannot make up their own minds about things like that. A child is too young to make up their own mind on what gender they want to be. See, don't don't listen to that stuff. You are still the say-so about what goes into your child and everything, what school they go to, what type of information they're getting. A lot of parents didn't have that opportunity because they was ignorant. They just felt the school was safe and the school will always do the right thing. And back then, a lot of schools did. But even back then, there was a lot of information that the kids wouldn't didn't need to have. But it's even worse now from what I heard, you know. I wouldn't be in a hurry to bring a child in this world, not because I'm anti-children. I just mean, if you can stay you can stay single, first of all, that's a good thing. That is a good thing. I'm not against that. That is a good thing. But if you do get married, first of all, as a believer, my, my, my main choice, yeah, you better get married. Don't be living in adultery and fornicating and stuff like that. Get married. But if you decide to have children, Contrary to what your mom, your dad, your brother and sister, y'all ought to have kids. No, you don't listen to that. Y'all make that decision. It's, it's beautiful to have kids. But if you decide not to, you know, stuff like that. I'm not telling nobody to take contraceptives or birth control or nothing like that. My point is, let that be a decision for you. I, I don't advise for I don't I don't recommend contraceptives or nothing like that. My point is if you decide to have children, which is a very tough choice. Educate yourself. Educate yourself. Educate yourself. I'm against contraceptives. I'm against birth control. I am against that. Educate yourself. You know, stuff like that. I'm not a, you know, a marriage counselor, nothing like that. But just educate yourself. When you, before you bring, think about bringing a child in this world, educate yourself, first of all, spiritually. And I'm talking to the believer and the things of God when they start getting older. That's the first thing spiritually. Make sure they're surrounded by real believers. That's rightly dividing God's word. Because before you go looking for a church, always remember that you are the church. You can have church in your own home because you are you are the church. Be careful what church you go to or attend. Research your church. 
but the only way you can know if the work, if the church is teaching the right thing, you have to know what's the right thing when it comes to the Bible. What is God? What is thus saying the Lord? You got to understand the difference between grace and the law, the kingdom gospel and the gospel of the grace of God. If you don't know that, you don't know, you don't, you wouldn't know what church to go to. You wouldn't know if your preacher or your pastor is teaching the truth or not. So the ones, that's not an easy decision. But my point is, read the Bible. Read the letters of Paul. Start teaching yourself as well as teaching your kids. Keep them in the environment of godly edification. That's the first thing. Educate yourself first in the things of God spiritually. I'm talking to the believer. I'm talking to the Christian. Spiritually, do that. That's very important. The second thing, schooling. Look for a, look for either homeschooling, because the way things are now, I'm for homeschooling. But you still, there's so many tools out there that you can teach your kids about mathematics, about reading. Reading is more important than math. They must learn how to read. You know, very important that they learn how to read. You know, I put reading over mathematics. Reading is very important. Learning English, pronunciation and stuff like that. That goes a long way. You could, you don't have to know much about mathematics. It's very important. Mathematics and arithmetic. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know a lot about arithmetic. I have a low level of math, but thank God I learned how to read. I was gifted to learn how to read. I might not, not, might not know how to pronounce things good because of my body, Ebonics way of talking that been around, around so many people that talk ebonics, it's hard to get that out because I never learned proper grammar or proper pronunciation while I was in my upbringing. I think my dad had the most proper, most, uh, what could I say, was one of the most educated in my family. My dad, he, he went to college and everything. He, he taught, we used to say he taught proper, but he taught the correct you know, not perfect grammar, pronunciation and stuff like that, education. My mom was totally different. She was grew up in an ebonic world. You knew ebonics and, you know, mispronunciation of words because a lot we grew up around a lot of ignorance and stuff like that. But we knew how to read. We just didn't know how to pronounce things well. You know, why is I'm getting off of this? My point is, whatever you do first, bring your child's up, child up in the things of God, the way he should go the way he should go. Bring up a child the way he should go and he shall not depart from it. That don't mean he'll never go astray or slip or sin, but he'll never forget if you bring him up in a right, godly, rightly dividing God's word spiritually. Find a surrounding, even have a church at home because it's hard to find a decent church. Now, I'm just being honest with you. I don't mean go looking for a denomination. That's a no-no. Look, Start a church at home and teach your child, and the Holy Spirit will educate you. People will come around, the right people will come around. I really believe that. But let the Holy Spirit teach you and you educate yourself in the things of God with prayer and love. When it comes to school, and that's another child, if you try to find a private school, find a private school if you can't teach them at home. Find a good Christian school. I say a good Christian school because every Christian school got their issues too. It's a lot of stuff goes or snuck up in old school. So it's a really a challenge. I don't know how far to go with this, but make sure they grew up spiritually. The only thing you have is try to get the wisdom of God through the Holy Spirit to help us do these things. Okay. Now, when it comes to the immunization shots, that's going to be your choice. But educate yourself about use 
what I am telling you and the information that I'm getting out here, if you are new and you're young or even, you know, I'm just talking to the young ones, use that and just do your own research. Don't go about what I say. I'm not going to never recommend nobody to get a vaccine. I, I don't even hesitate. No, I would never recommend that. I would say no. If it was up to me, I would say no because of the education I know about it now. But it would still be your choice. See, I can't make you do what you do with your child. But always remember, it's going to be your choice. You can have a little information. What what Trey Cece used to say? What's that, that, that famous line one of my teachers, uh, uh, Trey Cersei of Truth Time Radio said? You can lead a horse to the lake or to some water, but you can't make them drink. You can show a person the evidence, but you can't make them think. <laughs> I love that. That's from Trey Cersei, the one from Joe. I'm, I'm just stealing it from him, from Truth Time Radio. Think about that. You can lead a horse to the lake, but you can't make them drink. You could tell somebody or show somebody the evidence, but you can't make them think. Remember that. I'm going to leave you with that. Now, what's coming up? I'm uh, Robert Kennedy interview. There's another interview, part two, that's coming up about March 14th. Lois Willing. I'm going to get information. I'm going to play that, and we're going to maybe he's going to get more deep. I don't know because it haven't came out yet. March 14th with Robert Kennedy and this little short series I'm doing. It's like an expose on the other side of the PJ Vax, the vaccine. So a lot of information. If you stay with me, you uh, and you look up these things like Epic Time. E-P-O-C-H look up Epic Time or Epic TV and you will get the whole interviews and the ones that's coming up CHD Children's Health Defense founders Robert F. Kennedy look up that you know just start looking up those things and whatever like that then when you go to CHD TV Children's Health Defense or, uh, or Epic TV or Epic Times, E-P-O-C-H. You know, a lot of people have a hard time pronouncing it, including myself. Epic or Epoch, it's something like that, you know. But it's Epic TV or Epoch TV or Times. When you start, the beautiful thing about that, when you start looking up those things, whatever like that, and you go to their substacks or you go to their stations, there's going to be a lot of other recommendations that they all hooked up together that you can start just pointing each one out. That you start building up your alternative news. You start getting recommendations. You start getting references. That's the name I'm trying to say. References of different type of uh, alternative news, you know, that because they all kind of hooked up together and everything like that. Then you start, you make, start building a list of different alternative news. And there's so many of them, so much news out there that you never even heard of, you knew nothing about. Most of them are free. Most of them are free, but some of them just need help to keep them going because it's a mainstream medium trying to keep them shut because they control the airwaves part of it. They control YouTube. They control that stuff. So it's very important to get this type of alternative news because they're not going to be around a long time especially when the church is gone and stuff like that. There's going to be a lot of censorship and there's going to be a lot of attacking for just real news. You get a lot of propaganda today, but I'm talking about real news. So please do that. If you want the real truth without the spin, without all the jazz, start looking for some alternative news. You find one alternative news, 
you know, files that that's going to give you some real information, you know, that you never heard. They're going to have different references and recommendations that because they help each other. Some most are free, but some is about five dollars a month, maybe even ten dollars a month. You're not going to miss that. Most of you not anyway. I don't know how your pockets are, so I don't want to be, you know, trying to get you in no debt. But they they have a lot of free information too. But some of that other stuff, if you want to start getting yourself educated and protect you and your family, husband or wife or children with stuff, or what's going on on the other side, to educate yourself, do that. Also, look up alternative Christian stations, less rightly divine, Trey Searcy, you know, the station I listen to, you know, that I have, Connecting the Dots, Les Feldick, Ryan Knight, Richard Jordan, these are rightly divided dispensational teachers that we we saw what teachers like, start learning who the rightly dividing teachers are, and then they would kind of bounce off each other, so it's always a way to get yourself prepared and build up yourself, first of all, spiritually and rightly dividing God's word that's going to clean out all that traditional denominational thinking and teaching. Now, I'm not saying it's all bad, but it's a lot of junk, man-made traditional denominational teaching, okay? All right, especially when it comes to the gospel and salvation. And I'm going to leave you with this. You do not have to be saved. Listen closely. You do not have to be saved first before you are forgiven of your sins. Your sins have already been forgiven. Now you have an opportunity and you can, not you will, you can be saved. By what? By how? Believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. That's is that is the gospel for salvation. Please go to First Corinthians, seriously, First Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. Write that down, keep it down, load it and lock it. Or lock it and load it. Whatever way, you know. That's the gospel message today. Okay? And remember, I'm going to leave you also with a saying from Trey Searcy, Truth Time Radio, one of his famous, beautiful sayings. You can lead, and I might be misquoting them, but it's something like this. You can lead a horse to the lake, but you can't make them drink. You can show somebody or tell somebody or show them some evidence, but you can't make them think. God bless you. Body of Christ, real talk. Peace out. Love you. Laugh out, Pee-wee. Peace out. May the grace of God be with you all. Bye-bye. Love you all. Until next time.